0: Are we live on the YouTubes?
1: Uh, yes. Live on the Instant Book. Very cool, dude. Uh so welcome to the live stream everybody. The Train Like a Ranger live stream where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition and military prep. I'm Daniel Burnett and this is James Tony. Uh how's how's it going, Jay? Uh
2: it's going. It's going. School, busy, ready for the semester to be over for sure.
1: That I hear you there, dude.
0: Yeah. Um, what about
1: you? How you doing? doing good. Doing real good. Um school, midterms. Midterms are up, so I can breathe a little bit. Um so other than that, dude, doing good. Back to training a little bit more routinely. Uh, you know. Um, wish I was on your level, dude. Jay's a little doped up over there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I had a little bit of a back injury because um, I'm old. So I've had <laughs> been on some muscle relaxers the last couple days. Uh, it's been it's been trying. I'm not like a nap guy. Never have been. Even when I was in and we'd be up all night training for days at a time. Like I was never a nap guy. Like I would just I would fight through until it was nighttime and I could go to sleep. I've taken a nap almost every day this week. It's from these muscles, they just make me so drowsy. It's awful, and they, I don't love pain medicine. Um, so I don't. This is like my first time ever on muscle relaxers. Like I don't usually use heavy hitting painkillers or anything like that. So yeah, definitely not not used to it.
1: Yeah, plus you're you're in your thirties now. I'm still hip. I'm I'm twenty nine. Uh, Jay's thirty, so he's old. I'm still uh, I'm still hip, dude. I'm bussing, bro.
2: Sheesh, Sheesh. Um. Yeah. So th- the major difference is not that I'm 30 and you're 29. It's that I did seven years and you only did four, and a half. Okay, just and picture half three more years of tear on your body. I don't want to. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. Um.
1: So, yeah. I kind of wanted to. You know. I I know you did some time in airborne units. It was 82nd, 173rd, right? And all, where all did you go when you're over, um, over? you were in Italy and
2: yes. other places, right? So in the 173rd, um, I was in stationed in Italy, even though I was technically a part of 4319th, which is in Germany. Um, but they still keep the 13 foxes with the line companies in the 173rd, just because of the way it's structured. And so you can't really do much training in Italy. Um, just part of their contracts and treatises and stuff like that. So we did a lot of our training in Germany. Spent a lot of time in Germany. Uh, I was in Latvia, the Russian border, for a little while. Um, Did some training in Czech Republic. Um, We went somewhere else. I'm spacing the name. <laughs> dude,
1: dude, dude, Jay, Jay is on it. I'm on what you're on. I dude. told you that I'm struggling. Like, That's but then I,
2: it was nice because I also got to do traveling on my own. You know, so I went to England and all the other cool places on my own time. But we did a ton of training in other places with a bunch of um, other armies and stuff too. So like, we had a training event in Latvia with all the NATO forces, where we played the little laser tag and stuff, which is pretty cool. So I definitely get to see a lot of places. That is fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we did it. We did that uh, when we did our uh, NTC. You know, um, like I said, that wasn't really routine for us, but we picked up some training there. We did like the whole laser tag thing. Yeah, um, which adds a real element to everything. That was actually really cool uh, to do it like that. So, um, yeah, we had like these vests, and like if guys got hit, they were we were medevac'ing them out. You know, so that was uh, that was actually really cool.
2: Yeah, it can I be was cool. also a
1: little. I was a little jealous, dude. I didn't get taken out, you know, like it hit day three and four. And I was like, somebody just take me out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are getting flown out. And yeah. They're done, you know? Even
2: still, though, <laughs> usually if you're any kind of specialized MOS, even if you die, they just reset you because like <laughs> they only have so many FOS and medics and like they need them for like the actual company to operate. So a lot of times when you're playing those games, you're like an FO and you get killed. Like you, they just reset your stuff and you keep going. There's a funny story about that. So speaking of resetting,
1: we we actually killed it out there. Um, so we actually formed a an OP. So me and the other FOs and we we saw like we saw the armor early because they had like this big um, staging area where they were gonna come, you know, bring all this armor out. But anyways, we saw it early, so we we took them all out right um so they basically reset everybody because we had found them early and took them out um so it's kind of like one of those things where it was like okay we need to reset this wasn't this it this wasn't the plan you know there was a couple things that happened like you sort of cheated is what you're saying
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) a little bit (laughs) right um yeah there's a couple really funny stories from that like uh the headquarters that wasn't even in play that got targeted and hit and they didn't know They didn't know what to do, dude. Um, Leaders. Whatever whatever works, dude. Um, So we do got some questions and statements rolling in, so I'm going to start rolling through. How's the YouTube looking? Got a couple people over
0: here. Let's go first.
1: Uh, Roger Leon says, any prior service branches in Ranger Bat, specifically Marines? Yeah, you do see some Marines come over to the Army and then they do go through um, to Ranger Bat. There was actually uh, one of my good friends was a sniper in the Marines, and then he came over uh, into the Army and then went through the Ranger Pipeline and he became a sniper in Ranger bat. So um, he was a really good dude. so I've seen, I've seen a couple Marines come over and do Ranger Bat.
2: Um, yeah, it's not I mean, it's not like super, super common, but any branch you can come back over and do fine.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: um, you got one. i was just gonna say, uh, Nick over here talking about the Bills going 16 and one. Let's go, let's go Bills. Um, Matthew Maldonado says, have you guys ever tried the Uber fitness test? I don't know that what that is. UBRR. Short answer. No, dude, let's, let's check this thing out, uh, uh, Uber
0: UBRR. Okay.
1: Um, upper body round robin, like ops fitness test. Oh, this is looks like maybe Stu Smith.
0: I've heard that name before, Stu Smith. Um,
1: let's see. So the events is one minute of push ups, one minute of sit ups, pull ups, dips, uh, bench press, 20 foot rope climb, and body armor, Uh, one minute. Kit ups or by 25 meter shuttle run, five mile run or five mile ruck march. Okay. Look, uh, I look a little bit more into this, but no, uh, never done that. Yeah. Me either. Um, Mickey McBay says, thank you so much for coming out with woman's clothing. Uh, you're welcome. You can actually, uh, you can thank my wife for that. She, uh, kind of helped put together some of the, um, other merch and stuff. So, Uh, we're trying to expand more on the merch there's there's more things we want to put out and options there but we have started to expand the store and add more options so got um got some options for women's clothing men's clothing and um and some other accessories and stuff that we're putting out so uh yeah we definitely want to come up with more designs definitely that's something we want to expand on even more so uh happy to hear that thanks
0: You
2: got anything on your end? Uh, no. Matt Lewis says gang, gang. I will say, though, um, I did get a question in the DMs about if we have, uh, like, female-specific workouts. Um, we don't. But you can do, like, there's no, our, our workouts are gender-inclusive. You can do the workouts no matter what. Um, especially if you're looking to, you know, do selection or ranger school or anything like that, which <clears throat> you're allowed to do. Uh, now as a, either a male or female. So you can definitely also do those programs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you you just kind of gauge it to where you are with your fitness level. So obviously, um, the sets and reps and the workouts are still going to be well rounded and applicable. So you know, what, what you can do is just gauge, okay, this is the kind of weight I need to use. And if need be, you can look at the exercises and say, because um, some of them are pretty intense. So if you're feeling like, okay, this is maybe a little bit too many uh, sets for where my fitness level's at. You can take out some sets, too. So there's a couple ways you can gauge uh, and work your way up with the program. But absolutely, they transfer to both. Um, I have heard that, um, you know, that's been a suggestion to me, too, is, you know, make uh, a couple other programs that have, um, like, uh, I've heard someone request a senior program and someone can request uh, program for women and stuff, but it, it's all there. Um, so I'm glad you asked that question because I can kind of specify that it's, it's already there. These programs are, um, I guess, general gender neutral. They're just fitness programs. That's meant for the public and you kind of gauge where you are for your fitness level. So, you know, somebody asked about seniors. I think actually the newcomer to ethic program could work if you are a healthy, you know, um, healthy senior with uh no limitations but you know obviously when it comes to uh i have a shoulder injury i have this i have that then you start having to look into special considerations and things um and also depending on your age and where you're at so um yeah it's just one of those things where the programs are they're meant for specific goals more than uh than specific groups so you're kind of kind of have to look at some of these programs like if you have certain limitations and just use some good judgment and say, okay, I need to tweak here. I need to tweak there. And, you know, as time goes on, we'll be able to offer more things and, uh, and, you know, maybe specifically tailor some things, but where we're at right now, that's what we can offer.
2: And obviously if you just need like a small adjustment or something like that, we can't help you in the DMS. Um, Not going to, we're not going to necessarily rewrite the whole program, but if there's something specifically, you're like, Hey, I have trouble doing this because of my shoulder. We can give you alternative workouts that you can place into, um, some of the workouts and stuff like that too. So keep that in mind as well.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. We've done that a lot too. People will say, Oh, I have trouble with this. Is there a supplementary workout I can use? And I'll say, yeah. And sometimes I have uh, those videos up already. So I'll send something from my channel. and say, do this instead. That happens all the time. So
2: that's a good point. Uh, Yeah, Matt Lewis says the best way to balance running and rucking. So we actually get questions like this a lot. We don't really. We kind of believe in a lot less rucking, more running, uh, just because rucking is just so hard on your body, which I think we've probably said that about 50 times on these podcasts. (laughs) Um, So I would recommend, yeah, probably rucking at most like twice a month.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of our staple. So I think people think you know, that we're going to be super gung ho on rucking. Some guys are, um, listen, if anybody's rucked, it's been me and Jay, uh, we're, we're we're masters of the rock dude. Uh, and, and really that being said, with all my experience rucking, and I was very good at it, I, I would emphasize more being a well-rounded, uh, weightlifting, um, athlete, have a good foundation there, have good, strong, sturdy joints, have, uh, have some, you know, muscular cushion for that ruck to sit on some good posture focus. And also, you know, you can, you can do rucks but I don't think you need to ruck every day. There is not, it's not something that, you know, maybe you can do it. I would say tops every other week. I'm not somebody who's like, Oh, we're going to rock every week or we're going to rock every other day that I don't think, I think there's much better, healthier ways to train that's going to keep your body, um, build a better foundation for you and, and keep longevity.
2: Uh yeah. And if you are gonna ruck and you really feel like you need to work on your ruck and you want to ruck more, I would just recommend either doing it on a trail or on a track. Uh give you a little bit extra cushion on the old joints.
1: Footwear, focus on your uh footwear too. You know, uh people as for rug march stuff all the time, you know, you can um you know look at good boots, whatever, whatever you can do within your range. Um, depending on the regulations and things, you know, where where your station SOPs, things like that. But, um, footwear is important. Uh, checking, like, if you guys have arch problems, some people are a little bit more flat footed. So maybe looking at getting some sort of arch support, uh, insoles, things like that. That'll help too. Um, and then there's also little tricks, you know, whenever you are doing rock marching, it's one of those things where, you know, definitely, definitely you can get a feel for it. And if you're somebody like, ah, I'm gonna ruck every week anyway. Sure. We offer um a free Rug March annex. You guys can check out our recommendations there. Um, so we understand different people want to train a different way. And it's not wrong, but we have a different way that we like to emphasize. So, you know, if you're gonna mix the two, I definitely to to Jay's point, I would focus more on the running. Um and then, you know, if you're gonna throw the rugs in there, I would do it, like I said, every other week kind of test yourself and get a baseline there but it's not something i would mix worry about
0: mixing in too often
1: beat that one over the head pretty good yep uh, you're done
0: <laughs> call it Peasley. There.
1: yeah peasley uh says what is the day of a life like for an infantryman and regiment um and is there subcategories of infantrymen or do they pretty much all do the same thing? So I'll cover a little bit here. Cause, um, you know, I don't want to go too far in the weeds, but you know, as, uh, as an infantryman and, and Ranger regiment, you're going to be very good with your weapon system. You're going to spend a lot of time doing range time. Um, a lot of things working on the fundamentals, you know, uh, ready ups, mag changes, um, Infantrymen are very good at what they do, and Ranger Regiment, you guys are going to train very hard, um, especially getting those fundamentals. A lot of time reading, Um, you'll read the Ranger uh, Ranger School Handbook a lot, especially as a newer guy. Um, So you'll always be doing something. You're going to be training with with any job in in Ranger Regiment. You're going to be very good at whatever it is you're there to do, and you're going to just be training all the time. Yes, there are different subcategories like. Infantrymen can be snipers, they can be dog handlers, and um, and things like that. So, uh, there's also some other things they can get moved to. There's all sorts of different specialties, but I don't want to go too far in the weeds there. Uh, you got anything for that, Tony?
2: Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you're going to do a lot of, like you said, weapon system stuff. Uh, they're called glass houses, right? Where they put the
1: like the shoot
2: houses yeah but when they do the they they put um they just put lines on the ground there's no actual uh, walls. Yeah, i know to, what you're
1: talking about yeah. they're
2: called glass i feel like they're called glass houses but i don't honestly remember um so you'll do a lot of like battle drill practice and stuff like that not even um at a shoot house or with rounds but you'll do it like in just a, a plot of grass where they kind of lay out the layout of a building um and stuff like that so uh, yeah you will be good at your battle drills for sure
1: yeah, you'll always be moving and doing something and then
2: also cool. details too those are fun
1: <laughs> special operations dude
2: um that's a cleaning for sure <laughs>
1: uh let's see you got one on your end
2: uh yes um nick says do you prefer pull or push workouts push workouts 100 percent." i mean everybody likes
1: uh ch- chest and buys dude you know that's the it's a guilty pleasure, but you know, honestly, I like really focusing on the posterior chain. What's funny is, you know, when I, when I was, uh, first started working out, um, my focus was on the beach muscles, you know, I want a big chest. So I'm going to do a lot of chest. i want big biceps. So I'm going to do a lot of biceps, but really where you start seeing some good changes is when you start focusing on the posterior chain. And I've talked about this before in my posture video, I've seen it with guys where they're like, I got to grow my chest. So they keep doing chest exercises and they're feeling like their chest is not growing. And really what's happening is their chest is getting tight. They're not focusing on, you know, this, this, um, their backside. So they're kind of getting these internally rotated shoulders they are getting tight in the chest. And so this posture issue is like, you know, making their chest concave. Whereas if they, if they got their posture back, their chest would appear bigger and things like that. So this is kind of the irony of it. Uh, I always say for every one chest exercise, do two back exercises, um, uh, really two to three. Uh, so really that's, that's really underemphasized in a lot of people focusing on the posterior chain. Cause there are a lot of times for most people, it's not as fun to do, but yeah, get some pool exercises in there. Get some back exercises in there. Um, extension type exercises are good, uh, leg curls, things like that. So that's what I would focus on. And then also the core. Like a lot of people don't work enough on their core. It's your core for a reason. So a lot of ab exercises Uh, and also keep in mind your core is a cylinder. So things like I write bridges and things like that into the programs Um, and also some side plank stuff, some focusing on this cylinder that is your core. That is, that is a really big um, highlight and functional fitness. Yep. All right. Thanks, Jay. So I already did mine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you are right lil marco uh says is lil marco on both
2: uh, uh no
1: okay I Thought you said it. i thought you called that okay, anyway matt lewis was... matthew maltanano nick maybe maybe I, I don't know what's up lil marco anyway i thought he was on the youtube too i was like oh, he's uh he's everywhere dude lil marco says yeah i have seen some marines that were in bat yeah yeah i've seen some too it, and uh like i said the guy uh my buddy who was um who is a marine sniper before he became a ranger sniper he's a solid dude he's very good at what he did so he's a really good addition to have we see uh, we do see some guys come over and they're usually really good dudes um uh and he also says if i can't get an option 40 what should i do you should check out uh you should check out our, uh, uh, our podcast we did with a recruiter where we talked about the option 40, um, really in depth that talks about, he kind of gives his side of the story, you know, kind of some things that happen, logistical things where they have difficulty pulling option forties. Uh, you can also check around and, and see if there's another recruiter that maybe has a different perspective or has different options. Uh, so there's, there's things you can do. Um, and it's really highlighted, I think if you really want an in-depth look, go check out the podcast we did on the option 40.
2: Well, yeah. Like, I mean, we've said, it, mentioned it a couple of times too. Like sometimes they just don't have them. so your only option is to wait or to go in and hope, hope to drop a packet later on. Yep. Um,
0: you got one on your end? Um, yes. Um, our rangers, Nicholas asks, are rangers allowed to have a shaving profile? Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah, y- you are. So if it, it, it's you can get a shaving profile uh, if you really really need one, but if you don't really need one, they're not going to allow you to just kind of get one. Because I know guys in the regular army who would go get shaving profiles even though they didn't need it but some dudes actually do get like really really bad like razor bumps and stuff
1: i i think i think they still expect you to shave but you like you gotta get an electric razor or something like
2: yeah there, uh, yeah it just it honestly depends on your leadership but they can't not allow you to have a shame profile technically that's a strict place yeah that you don't see a whole lot of
0: exceptions um so I don't know.
1: Uh okay. Perception front says, do you think someone with social anxiety has a chance of being in the 75th and training hard, made lots of progress, but uh he feels that's an obstacle trying to get over. Uh yeah, you know, I, I always say people are adaptable. So, you know one of the ways that you overcome things like that is just going through things that make you uncomfortable. I think, you know, we, as people are very adaptable. So you put us in a certain situation, as long as we don't quit, we don't cave to it. We're going to learn how to persevere through it. So really that's what growth is. You know, you may, you may stumble, you may get embarrassed, you know, get really put out of your comfort zone. Uh, But if you stick with it, you don't quit people are adaptable. I really believe you'll adapt to it. You'll gain the confidence through, uh, overcoming your own obstacles, and then it'll fundamentally change who you are in certain aspects for the better.
2: Um, yeah, it kind of depends how old you are too. I mean, um, you're a lot more adaptable at 18 than you are at 30. Um, like 25 and up, you're kind of who you are. It's hard to Hard to push the adaptation too much past that, I think just at like a psychological level, um but at eighteen, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely, like most of my growing up happened probably from eighteen to twenty five
1: yeah, yeah, and that's a you know that's actually um that's a psychological stage, it's known as emerging adulthood where you know people are really growing into who they're gonna be uh there's a really moldable time, so uh if you're in that age range cuz yeah, they they select specifically for the military within that age range for a reason there's a whole lot of psychological aspects going on there um and i think I think that's actually kind of the prime age to get in there now we do have guys who are older who come in the military at an older age but um yeah i think in some ways it is a little tougher for those guys but uh yeah social anxiety like I, that's not something I would worry too much about. You know, I would, I would definitely put yourself into, uh, into that uncomfortable situation and you'll grow from there.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, is it my turn? Yeah, probably. Um, that's a good question.
2: Um, I can't tell if this is like if I'm supposed to pronounce this Greek like the Greek way or sound it out. Am I stokles or Amistocles? Would you have stayed longer in regiment or the army if you made more money? Yeah, probably.
0: Uh, more money, yeah.
2: <laughs> depending on how much uh, more, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, it really depends, you
1: know. Um Definitely, there. I feel like in your first stages of enlistment, like you're definitely underpaid. Now, granted, if you're again in that age range of 18 to 25, you don't have any bills, it doesn't feel too bad. But you know, like now, I got bills to pay, you know? <laughs> so, that money wouldn't go as far as it did whenever I was 18 to 22, you know?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I definitely feel like I probably well, I mean I got medboard anyways, but probably yeah, I probably would have stayed, tried to stay in longer. Um definitely would have helped if I got more money or instead of
0: Um
1: Stephen says I have the Norwegian rug march in the morning. Any last minute tips? Uh so this is this is actually something we can't tell you so you know, you're going to do your rug march. We talked about changing the position of the ruck. This is something that I would actually do. Um, so, you know, rucks have a frame. Usually they have, you know, uh, like a frame there on the waist side. And then, uh, sometimes I got a buckle on the chest. So something that I would do is I would kind of, uh, change up the tightening and loosening of the ruck. So, you know, I would change the the weight from on my shoulder to, I would put it more on uh, my hips, which I'll explain more. So, whenever I would have it sitting on my shoulder, I'd really cinch up the the straps. I'd tighten the straps down, and I'd carry it like that for a while. When my shoulders started fatiguing, what I would do is I would set the bottom of that frame, so the base of the frame. I would actually set it on top of my belt, and then I would loosen the straps a little bit. So the ruck would here's my back. The ruck would kind of sit back a little bit. And that frame would be sitting on top of my belt. So that would shift the that would give my shoulders some relief, and then it would shift the weight. Um, and this is kind of what we were going back to saying earlier, like probably not the best on your, um, on your musculoskeletal system, like not, not super great for your posture, but it's a great way to kind of work through that rug. So again, divvying between the two, tightening the straps, loosening the straps, kind of giving your shoulders that relief and shifting the muscle groups, uh, that'll help you go on longer. Also make sure you're drinking water. Uh, you Know something that I would do. We had our camelback with water in it, and we had a hose that I would loop through the shoulder and I would make sure I'm drinking that water because once the cramping starts setting in, it's too late. So you want to make sure, even if you're not thirsty, take a sip of water, a couple sips of water every um every couple minutes. Just make sure you're staying hydrated throughout. Also, if you haven't been hydrating, uh drink some water now. Uh, you know, we Grab would always be real quick. <laughs> yeah, we would always start hydrating um. Uh, about three days before So they say it's gonna start hydrating three days before a major yeah. rock
2: but at least a know. 12 pack of cores each day before you start for yeah. sure for hydration <laughs> it's
1: like it has water in it right
2: <laughs> uh the first ingredient is water right? so <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah
1: definitely lay off the beer tonight if uh if you got what do you mean? That, it's
2: it. it's hydration and carbs.
1: No, no, no. no. It's
2: carbo loading and hydration. <laughs> no, 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 no. Enjoy um, your beer after, dude. Yeah, no. Uh, obviously, hydration is key. And hi- hydration, like you said, does happen uh, two or three days. So, like the water you use today is like water you put into your system uh, two days ago. Um, essentially, by the time, you know, that's how hydration works. Like you have to constantly stay properly hydrated all the time. Uh but like you said, yeah, shifting your ruck and then shifting the way like obviously you step. So like go from jogging to running to walking to kind of adjusting your stride out a little bit to just kind of like give yourself a little bit of rest. Same way we talk about push-up in the PT test where you shift your uh grip and stuff to I like focus different parts. It helps a ton on the ruck as well. Yeah, I know some people like
1: striding out the ruck. I was actually like a runner-walker. So I would pick points. like I. I it's I easier to
2: stride it out when you don't have short legs like Danny. <laughs>
1: he, he makes me out to be so short, dude. I'm not that short. Listen, but I couldn't stride it out like, you know, like those guys who are like 6'3 or whatever, how they're just like walking like Gumby, like taking massive steps, five steps that are across the football field. I couldn't do that, right? Um, I would have to – I would do the run-walk thing. Now, it depends on how you're doing the rock march. Like I don't know if it's a guided one or if you're just going for time. But if it's a timed event uh and you can go at whatever pace you want to, that's one of the things I did. I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna run. Sometimes we'd have like identifiable things like um uh telephone poles or you know, I see a sign there, I'm gonna run to that sign and then I'm gonna walk a little bit and then I'm gonna run to that tree or whatever it is, you know. So I would pick check marks um to run to, and then I would walk and you know, my times were always really good doing that. You got one on your end? Yeah, I'm
2: trying to read through. Oh, uh, Josh Nick says, I bought the comprehensive running program, and I can't even complete phase one without a lot of breaks. It seems impossible to be able to run five miles in 31 minutes. I'm not giving up, but damn, it's a bit discouraging. So I, when I first read this, I actually had to go look at our program. I was like, that's not 31 minutes and five miles, not in phase one. Um, that's not phase one. I think one, he no. was just meaning like that. He's The goal the, the goal seems so far away. Um, yeah. But I actually brought up the program. I was like, I was like, we... My, maybe we messed up because that's not right. It's a, but yeah, no, 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 um, yeah. So the thing I, and the reason I actually recommend our comprehensive running program to people all the time is because it is a, at your own pace style. It's goal oriented and time oriented. Yes. So five mile and 31 minutes is a, you know, far away off for, it depends on how good you are at running when you start. dictates how far away you are from that 31 minute five mile um and 31 minute five mile is like that's a you know it's up there that's pretty quick there are dudes that are probably not ever going to be able to run a 31 minute five mile based off of like how you're built um but yeah so josh it 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 even if it's discouraging in phase one, you'll once you actually if, as long as you keep following those steps, you keep doing those days, you will see yourself increase. Running is just one of those things where you just got to run more um, as frustrating as it is. Uh, running more is going to help you run better. And diet. Diet's huge.
1: Um, yeah. I gotta. you, too. you know, I, I've talked about before how there's. Uh, I have a problem with the fitness industry because anybody can build a platform and just start talking about some stuff. So um like yeah, I want no, don't, don't. <laughs> there was a guy, I stumbled on this video and uh I don't want to say too much, but anyways, he was giving this advice and uh and he was like, if you're not throwing up or in this is what he said, shitting yourself every run, you didn't run hard enough. I was like, All right, so it was like talking about. What he eats throughout the day, and it was garbage food. And then he goes out there and he runs. And- Maybe that's why you're throwing up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's why you're throwing up, dude. You don't see MMA fighters throwing up in the middle of the match. Those dudes are hitting high volume. They've dieted. They've trained for it. So you guys shouldn't be um, shouldn't be poopy pants out there like every time you run or anything like that. Uh, you guys need to make sure you're eating a good diet, staying hydrated. Again, like like I said with the rug march thing, make sure you guys are staying hydrated for your runs as well. So cutting out the, you know, excess sodas, the energy drinks, the alcohol, cutting back on that, focus on drinking a lot more water. Uh, A lot of people are not drinking enough water and then eating a lot of fiber in your diet, eating fruits, vegetables, um, leaner meats, eating whole grains. So again, the way I put it is eating lower to the earth. That's going to be better for your gains and cardio. If you're eating a lot of processed foods, your body's going to have a hard time converting that to energy and you using that with better efficiency, whenever they're having to use bad sources, it takes a lot more. It's a lot more strain on the body and you fatigue a lot faster. Your temperature goes higher. You're you know, sweating more gassed out, all those things. So you need to make sure that you are focusing on diet and again, running more. So training more, and you're going to see big improvements that way.
2: Also Josh try to identify what, what is making you take breaks. So for me, like when I first started running, I took breaks because my cardio wasn't there. Now, when I go running and I have to stop, it's usually because my I'm like I'm hurting my my muscles are tired because I'm getting a little bit older. So you could honestly identify like if it's more of a cardio thing, that's going to obviously mean you need to you know increase your the cardio that you're doing in a week. But if you're feeling like your legs are like starting to hurt or you're like getting tired and cramping up, like that's going to come down to hydration, diet, and maybe a little bit more lifting into the week um, to kind of get you up and caught up to where you need to be. 'Cause there are people like you see them all the time, like a marathon runners, like those a lot of those guys are really skinny. So all they do is run. Their cardio is really good and their fitness level is great for running. But if you ask them to ruck, they would have a very hard time because that like skeletal strength and that muscular endurance isn't like as there.
1: Yeah, and that goes into running too. You know, it, uh, I've done some trainer talks, those are good to reference. The one about muscle fibers, PT test improvement, and it'll kind of give you a general baseline of like understanding training and and why. Um, training is affecting things a certain way, but, you know, whenever you're doing these, these runs, you're using aerobic and a, and a little bit of anaerobic systems. Um, so basically what I'm trying to say here is whenever you train more often, you're going to train those two symptoms, uh, systems to be more efficient. So your body's going to be better at transporting and using oxygen. You're going to have less lactic acid buildup. Your body's going to be more efficient with training. Your muscles are going to be able to have more endurance. So it's just going to take repetition and going through it. It's not always about just going out there and, you know, uh, max effort all the time. It's going to be about consistency and proper diet. Um, so, uh, you don't have to be out there throwing up every, uh, every run or having the bubbly guts or whatever, whatever, like that that guy said, (laughs) goofball. Um, you guys need to be consistent and, and check your diet and train consist consistently. Um, that's where you're going to see the
0: improvements. Um,
1: Will weighted debt, uh, weighted dips and incline dumbbell press help with push-ups? So there, there's going to be some indirect transfer there. Yeah. I mean, dips, you're working your triceps, um, incline dumbbell press, you're working your pecs, more of your upper pecs, uh, and you're working shoulders in there too. So yeah, there's going to be a little bit of transfer there, but really where your bread and butter is going to be, um, imitating the movement of what you're trying to get better at as well. So uh, it will help, you know, it's definitely going to help training in general is going to help, uh, you know, your upper body and stuff, uh, depending on how you train it, especially if you're going for reps and things, you're trying to get more reps of pushups. You want to train that system again, uh, reference my muscle fiber video. It'll explain more how specific training is good for specific goals. So, you know, strength training, if you're just trying to max on a one rep max, it's not going to transfer to more reps of pushups. Uh, so you need to train more on those what's known as type 2a fibers more reps and that's how you're going to get better so if you're doing you know like uh going for reps on the incline press yeah sure that'll help with some transfer to push-ups reps for dips that'll help with some transfer for pushups. but make sure you're doing the pushups, the specific training for the specific thing you're trying to get better at as well
2: um yeah i don't really have much to add to that that's i think you covered it Um may says, Hey Dan and Jay, did you guys ever consider trying out for other spec ops like Night Suckers or moving up to those other tier one units? Um yeah, it kind of bounced around in my head when I was first starting out. Um, but I don't think I ever gave it like a ton of serious thought.
1: You know, I've said this I've said this a lot. Um for me, when I when I went to Ranger Regiment and did those things there, that was that was the fulfillment. I had been looking for you know i i, I wasn't um uh, really a military not growing up it was just something like um i knew i wanted to do something hard to make myself better so i went into the military and all those experiences as a ranger i was like i i got what i came here for and i was fulfilled and i and so i moved on and and i've been trying other things ever since and you know i'm always setting new goals and doing new things but Uh, Being being a ranger was an amazing experience, changed my life and uh, I would never change anything. It was it was really great. But, you know, I wasn't um, I wasn't what they would call a lifer. You know, I know a lot of guys who do that, those guys who they stay in the military, they find a little bit more uh, longevity and switching up to other places. Because I've said this time and time again, being a ranger regiment is hard, Um, a very hard place to do 20 years uh and and eventually they'll send you other places as well because that's kind of like the the structure of it you know so you'll do time elsewhere before you can come back and take another position but anyways you know a lot of guys go sf or uh, i know some guys go actually delta picks a lot from ranger regiment so um there are a lot of guys who go there uh a lot of guys go back to the um they go to the conventional army and do well there so um you see a lot of guys go to airborne units which is um you know, high tier and, and the army for units, airborne units are definitely more disciplined, train hard. Uh, so a lot of guys finish out their career there as well. So you do see a lot of guys change it up and go elsewhere, but you know, um, no, I didn't really think about that. I got my fulfillment there. um, you know, Peasley, this is this is a good question, and I don't, I, I, I can't say much about it. So it says, how are Ranger missions different than it was in the G and how much action do you think they see? Um, all I can say is they they stay very active. That's an active place, um, but I can't really go in depth with what they're doing or what they do. Um, but yes, it is different, but they are
0: still very active, and they they do a lot.
2: Yeah, it's not gonna touch that one. Um <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't really touch that
1: much.
2: Uh Josh says I've always heard Rasp is easy compared to bat. Is bat fun, even if it's difficult. Uh yes, it is definitely hard. Um we've mentioned it a couple times, like you're earning your spot every day. Um, but it's also a blast. I mean, training's really cool. Um's pretty cool. On the weekends, hanging out with the dudes is pretty cool. Um now you're in third bet. Yeah. I think fun factors (laughs) decreased a little bit, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: definitely some of my fondest memories were from my time in the military, you know, definitely. Um, you know, some of my wildest experiences, um, really, really was a good time. You make some good memories there. Um, it's like, it's like uh, the best way I can describe it is like a military threat. You know, you're gonna go out, you're gonna work hard, and you're gonna play hard too.
0: It's a good answer. I have a follow-up question for you. I'm trying to bring up the exact thing that I want to say to you. Got
1: to fall asleep over there, dude. No, Jay's feeling good tonight, dude. Bringing something
2: up. All right. So I just wanted to I wanted to ask your opinion on this. Um if it loads. So obviously everyone in here knows who Tom Brady is. Um, so how did you feel about Tom Brady saying because he's going through a divorce right now. I he can't. He That's came a good back. question. Yeah. So I almost look at I almost look at like a football season, like you're going away on deployment in the military and it's like, man, here I go again. (laughs) How do you you feel? about Tom Brady comparing um, playing football in the NFL to being in uh, a deployment for the military.
1: I don't care. It's funny. It's funny watching uh, people get so stirred. People always get stirred up about silly things. I'm like, you know, being in the NFL is probably hard. You know, it probably is hard. It's, you know those guys sacrifice a lot of their you know their body there's a lot of sacrifice to being at that high of an echelon of um of performance and things like yeah those guys get paid well and all those things i'm sure there's a lot of uh things that wouldn't be similar to a deployment but i don't i don't know it's like i said before i'm fulfilled with myself so i don't i don't really care what other people say i'm not so touchy like that most of the guys who get so offended about stuff like that they've ever done anything cool you
2: know it's like, it's like i, I said i sent a picture and uh i should i went to send it to you too it's like um says something about like complaining about i can't believe tom brady would say that and it shows their uh like the flag with no deployment patch underneath <laughs> Like the guy who's saying it um <laughs> no i'm just curious because because exactly. i i hate tom brady um but even i was like i mean it was a dumb thing to say for sure like he obviously no he was he's kind of walking did, into did that one think right? that through but, for sure. Um, I did think it was funny. Mostly because I was like the man's getting paid 30-40 million dollars a year to play quarterback. And the only reason it feels like a deployment is because he doesn't live where he plays football. If he just moved his family, it would, he would just go home every night to his family. But it's just so funny. Um, but they're getting <laughs> divorced today because they filed for divorce officially. Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen because he won't quit football.
1: He's been a football forever.
2: Yeah. He's yeah. old. <laughs> I'm playing for over two decades uh um, one dude but i just wanted to see what you your thoughts on that because i thought it was funny because uh, i saw everyone losing their mind about it oh
1: uh, yeah they always do but i mean to be fair to be fair good rule of thumb if you didn't serve in the military is don't compare it to the military because you know you're going to get this kind a
2: of deployment. backlash like comparing it to a deploy, like you, I, I could see like dudes in the surge just losing it like you
1: yeah yeah some of those guys did go through some really hard stuff yeah and so um, if you're one of those guys too, you're a I can see why you were
2: would- watching Tom Brady making $25 million saying it's like a deployment. So it's kind of those two. So like, if that was you, then
1: yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, some guys really sacrificed a lot on their deployments. So if you see that, you're like, what? <laughs> you know, Yeah, quite different. Um, especially because of Tom uh, Brady, who of I,
2: like he's a very, uh, a lot of people do not like Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Was
1: that wait? Was he the one uh deflating the footballs? Was that Tom Brady?
2: Yeah, deflate gate,
1: flight gate.
2: <laughs> <what> it's called
1: <laughs> oh wow, deflate gate. No way, dude. Uh, wow, but yeah, he's got was- a date to it and everything January 18th, 2015. Flight gate, Yeah, I guess he's kind of a dirtbag
2: now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, hey.
1: He's won a lot of uh, Super Bowls, too. so
2: Yeah, a handful, I've sure. actually...
1: Didn't he retire and come right back?
2: That's why he's getting a divorce. Because uh, <laughs> he, he was supposed to not play football again, and he came back.
1: Um, Had a great career, though.
2: Then came back and compared it to a deployment. So I was just curious what you thought about us.
1: <laughs> yeah, not the best. I could have told them that was not a good PR move.
2: Yeah, not smart.
0: Um... Uh, this is good.
1: This is good. Aiden Whirling says, "Any tips for back recovery and in general keeping your back in good health?"
2: Muscle relaxers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take whatever Jay's taking. Um, mm. uh, but you know, so like, really, flexibility is a big thing for a lot of people. Um, it depends on what your issue is, but you see a lot of back pain in people when they have tight hip flexors. So, um. You know, if, if you're curious how uh, how that looks, look up, look up uh, psoas on Google. So psoas major it connects at the low back, so runs through, meets up with the uh, iliacus, and then connects at the femur. So it, it, what happens is it's it's attached from your low back, runs through your hip, and attaches to your thigh bone is the best way to describe it. So whenever you're sitting all the time, you're in this position, you get tight hip flexors, and even when you go to stand up, you're still getting you know, that pull on your lower back. So a lot of people have low back pain from tight hip flexors. So, you know, you can look at, um, you know, hip stretching is good. Uh, really, there's a lot of things that can go to can make your back tight too, like, you know, stretching out glutes, hamstrings, uh, quads, you know, even even there's some indirect play, like if you have tight calves, so specifically the, the gastroc of your calves that crosses the knee, can make your knee bend and then transfer to the back. So anyways, just stretching a good well-rounded stretching routine you can go check out my um, my stretching video. Uh, I've done two. Uh, Jay knows about it he actually he actually follows them sometimes so I have two follow along stretching videos so static stretching videos those are really good. so maintaining your flexibility um, that's a good way to keep your back healthy. Um, also doing some strengthening exercises. That's why I like to write things like bridges in my program. Also core exercises. So uh, your abs, focus on strengthening your abs if you have back pain. Uh, having a strong core is going to help, you know, keep that good posture and carry your weight better.
2: Um, yeah, and there's also other things you can do. So, like, I have a, uh, like, little, it's like, a tiny little neck thing. So I lay on, the like, the hard ground with my neck kind of in this little brace helps like keep my alignment and uh helps me just like release a little bit of pressure that's built up throughout the day um and you can also do massages and stuff that helps some people um make sure you're not sleeping all weird sometimes that causes people back pain too so that's like, actually
1: that's actually a good point um, yeah that was one of our uh i used to be a mattress salesman actually that was like one of my first jobs out of the military um that was one of the that was one of the selling points was talking about you know uh sleep posture and like the importance of sleeping uh on good surfaces and stuff like that you know uh so if you had someone nicer. coming in with certain pains and things
2: yeah some nicer pillows too can help so i have like the pillow cube it's for side sleepers because i sleep on my side um those are all little things you can do to kind of help out um stretching is huge yoga stuff like that
1: yeah yoga's great i actually i picked up on yoga for a while um, now I do jujitsu, which is involuntary yoga. So I'm still keeping up with it, you know, but yoga is great, man. Uh, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yoga is fantastic J- for functional fitness and, um, and to keep, you know, healthy joints and stuff like that. Yoga is great because you're kind of strength, you're strengthening things and you're, uh, stretching things. So it's a good, uh, yoga a good program to have in your, um, routine's.
2: Here's a question for you. What's up? Shoddy says, as a short guy, should I try increasing weights on press exercises, or stay with lightweight presses to help with push-ups instead? Very good, you'd have some insight. I'm
1: I've, I've five nine, I'm average height, but what's the question again? Hit me one more time. He's,
2: he was so mad he can't hear from all the way. I had to tune that out. Uh, as a short guy, I should I try increasing weights on press exercises, or stay with lightweight presses to help with push-ups instead?
1: Um, really, you know, when it comes to pushups, uh, being short's not, yeah, that's not going to affect your performance. I I think being short
2: is a boon when you're doing pushups.
1: You think it helps, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, really the thing with getting better at pushups is volume, training and volume. So even lifting and, uh, some more volume. Uh there's a reason I kind of write the military prep programs with more volume and stuff like that. Like that, that's kind of the idea behind it. Um so, you know, training and volume like that, and also doing more push-ups. You know, we have the push-up drills. A drill I like to tell people to do is do one round of two-minute push-ups. And then for your rest interval, same as the as the active interval. So two minutes push-ups, two minutes rest, and do one minute of push-ups twice with one minute rest in between and then I would do four 30 second rounds of push-ups with the 30 second rest in between that makes sense the two minutes to one minute or 30 seconds of push-ups and you just go for uh, as many reps as possible. So that's a good draw. I used to do that with push-ups and sit-ups and I would kind of mix that in with my workouts and that that really helped me with my PT test numbers.
2: So it was a good. Loud car or something outside my apartment. Um Yeah, and like, and just because you're going light, like he. So, li- lifting is a little bit weird in the sense that like you're like hitting diminishing returns at certain points. So like a one rep max isn't really going to do you a lot of good in the long run. It's good to know where your one rep max is, but if you just go in a one rep max every day, like you're not really going to be getting you know stronger and more fit. The same way if you do like. If you just do the bar on bench press 75 times, like you're not really going to get as much out of that. So you really still want to hit like a good amount of weight or even when you're doing, uh, like the increased amount of reps, so don't make it so easy that you can just do 150 of them. Um, you still want to hit that, you know, rate of exhaustion where you're, you're still struggling at the last rep. Mm -hmm.
1: Good point. So like whenever we're training the, the rep range. And the sets we have are within the realm of what we call hypertrophy because i want you guys to have a good foundation good muscle growth so typically what you see with hypertrophy general rule of thumb is 8 to 12 reps or so um so that's that's where i like to have you guys sit a lot of the time with certain things i'll have you go above that number sometimes we'll change up to a strength phase depending on which program you're doing like the warrior program or then we start focusing on strength and other things, and that's okay because we built those other foundations first. So, um, yeah, no, that's a good point. And we also do throw in the specific uh criteria of what you're trying to get better at, so push ups, sit up things, things like that.
0: Got one on your end? Did
2: did you go, or is it that was post-track? That was me. I was, that
1: was you. Okay, yeah, um we got to thank you. Uh, Steven Jensen says, thanks for the advice. He appreciates it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, dude. We appreciate you. Especially appreciate all you guys coming in. Um, so, we answered the bad question. Uh,
2: uh, Javi asks, thoughts on 35 November. Um, we do have a guest lined up soon for uh, 35 series stuff. So um, Yeah, we're still sure working... To- Tune in for that. We'll put up a post about it when we have it a little bit more firm date.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we are working on there's uh specifically four guests. There's a couple people we've had on before that I want to reach back out to and get back on. So we got a lot of people kind of floating in in the um in the space ready to come on. Uh but yeah, we did it, we did find a 35 series. I've been talking about that for a long time. So we finally got uh our buddy, he's in a position where he can talk a little bit about it. So Within uh, within the realm of what he can talk about, so that'll be good to have, uh, kind of give you guys an idea of kind of what it would be like a little bit. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. I can also say uh, we did get in touch with we had guys wanting us to reach out to Zach Allred. He has a channel on YouTube, um, Danger Ranger, I believe is the name of the channel, and uh, and he's kind of focused on helping out 75th guys. So he should be on if all goes well. Uh, should be on next podcast next week. So we are looking forward to that. So we did make that happen for you guys.
0: The um, <laughs> weird comments in here. <laughs> the internet dude never fails. Um, Okay. Peasley says, do you have a
1: Preference list on which battalion. So after uh after Rasp, he's asking, do you get to pick or do they randomly assign you? Um, it's kind of like a mix of both. So like we we kinda got a vote, but they're ultimately gonna send you where they need you.
0: Uh it depends
2: on your MOS too.
1: Mm, yep. Yeah, that has some play in it.
2: So like eleven Bravos, you're going where they send you. Mm-hmm. Uh but obviously I would just... If I had to rank them, this is how I ranked them: it was first, second, third.
1: (laughs) Literally, yeah, that's a good ranking system. That's a but I I could
2: see people going two, one, three. But yeah, Yeah. third is definitely the third on the list for sure.
1: You don't typically see third getting picked first. Um,
2: Yeah, and not to hate on third, but dudes, that's where headquarters is. So you're just Mm. so close to all the command and. Uh the area is probably like the least fun of the three battalions. Um yeah. So like Benning is not my favorite base and Columbus is not my favorite town.
1: Exactly. Very very much military feel. Um yeah, that's funny. Uh, uh yeah, those dudes do get solid training. They're third bat's very good at um at everything they do because they have all the training close by, but um. Uh, yeah, definitely some, some trade-offs there. They get the good training and stuff, but uh, definitely in a military town, um, close to a lot of people who are very, uh, very much sticklers on a lot of things.
2: Um, all right. That looks so if you guys had friends or peers who have never deployed or done serious training missions in the military, how would you make your service feel memorable? Hashtag slick sleeve. Steve. Um yeah, I actually still I know guys that I was in with um basic and in the one seventy third, who never deployed and they get out. Um I to this day still make fun of them um for it to be honest. Um but but no matter what, you're most likely going to do some cool training if you're in for even just 4 years and don't deploy. Them, you will still do cool training like even in the 82nd like we had a bunch of cool jumps. We did some cool missions. You know, I got to take my dudes out for a live shoot with like some Apaches and you know, fixed wing and rotor wing aircraft and stuff like that. So you still do see a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, shooting javelins off and stuff like that. You're definitely going to get a chance to do cool things if you're in any kind of uh, even sort of combat arms job.
1: I like that that he asked this question. Uh, I think this is important because. I'm going to say things that would probably surprise a lot of people like I would consider um, me to have a lot of a lot, a lot of experiences, especially for my short time in the military. I did a lot of things in a short amount of time. Um, but what I think is what I find weird weird um, about kind of like the military culture is we put these checklists on each other like when um, when you're in the veteran culture too when you're trying to make friends people kind of run you through this checklist did you do this 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 and this listen the the military experience is really um about your personal growth like not everybody's going to get to do all the things and run through the checklist that's important in somebody else's mind your service is still important you're an important part of the machine and i think it's a great experience to have it's a growth experience you guys um you guys who stay in or get out, whatever, it's a it's a good development experience, whether you just train or maybe you get to deploy, but not everybody gets to deploy. Um and I know there's a lot of emphasis on combat, not everybody gets to go to combat and things. Um as, as somebody who's done all those things, when I meet people, I don't run them through the checklist. I don't, I don't care. All I care about is are you a good person? Um, are you a good dude? Are you gonna look out for me? Can I trust you? That's what I care about. I can meet people who've done all the things in the world. And uh, if they're a dirtbag, they're a dirtbag. So really, um, I think what's important is for you to get the fulfillment for yourself, for your own self-esteem, self-efficacy. Don't worry about what you don't do and don't get to do, really. Um, It's all about life is a growth experience and you guys need to find the fulfillment for yourself. Don't worry about going through the checklist. You get to do what you get to do. Just be the best at whatever it is you do and enjoy your experience.
2: Yeah, I'm still just gonna make fun of people just because it's fun. But um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like uh, I really yeah. do. I have somebody who didn't deploy, and I, I give them shit all the time for it. But like they did a lot of cool stuff in the army, and I really don't mean it. I just that's just who I am. Like I make we make fun of me and Danny make fun of each other all the time. Yes, um, I. But like we don't actually care. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. Um, because well, even I mean, Cameron was talking about it how like he was in at a weird time and didn't really get the same amount of opportunities as some people. Um, but. Cameron's like an awesome dude, and I would never look down on him for any of that stuff. Like, there's a lot of guys I wouldn't be like. like some guys just didn't get a chance. Like, I know dudes in the 82nd who just didn't get a chance to deploy. it. Um, yeah, at one point, I signed up for a deployment in the 82nd, and because they had to cut numbers, I got taken off because they didn't want to send any E5s and below. Yeah. Uh, they only took E6s and up. So it just depends, and not everyone's gonna get the same amount of opportunities. But you're always, I guarantee you, you will get an opportunity to do cool stuff that you will be proud of.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's a great point.
2: Um, yeah, we got to wrap it up though. We're gonna get kicked off. It's we do. We're, like, we're close
1: to time. It's like we're uh,
2: playing with fire right now.
1: Yeah. No. No. Uh, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, always appreciate these. We love doing these podcasts. Um, really, this is this is a cool experience for us. We appreciate you guys supporting uh, the brand, and um, and you guys on the programs, and you guys interested in programs uh be sure to um i did not line this up right but be sure to check out and we have workout programs nutrition programs merchant apparel and as always much more on the agenda um and you guys out there training, remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger
2: i'm the one on muscle relaxers not him so he doesn't have an excuse uh also yeah check out we got some new merch at the store too um so have a great yep. weekend be safe for halloween
1: Right. Yes. Be enjoy your safe. Halloween. Dude. Don't do anything
2: stupid that's gonna, you know, mess up your plans. Um, and just prep for a harder workout if you guys party too hard this weekend on Monday. So.
1: Enjoy the candy, <laughs> dude. We'll have the programs yeah. for you afterwards.
2: Yep. All right. Catch you all later. Have a good weekend, guys. See you, guys.